I'll tell you one thing, if a little green man pops out of me, I'm shooting first and asking questions later. You are on the verge of destroying the entire universe. Welcome to the Strange Podcast with Sam and Logan. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. And please give us a good rating. If you want to share a story or have ideas for a future episode, you're welcome to visit us at www.thestrangepodcast.com. We look forward to hearing from you. You're listening to The Strange Podcast, episode 67. This is Logan Marks. And I'm Sam Baxter. Today's February 15th, 2019. So how you been, man? Oh, I've been all right. Just tired of this fucking snow. Yeah, I know, huh? (laughs) Man, this snow's been like, fucking us up, isn't it? Like, yeah, because we had another snowstorm come in, and oof, are you gonna like it at all? Yeah, did you guys get a lot? Did you guys get a couple of feet? Yeah, we got maybe like five, six inches. Oh wow! You guys got feet? Um, yeah, we have. Those about, I think those like twenty, twenty inches, something like that, twenty some inches here. What's, yesterday? No, 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 not yesterday. Over this last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably what we we're, got. Not, we're not used to that. Yeah. No, no. Yesterday we we got rain. The rain came back. Oh, we yeah. Got we got more snow. It's pretty slick. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. So you able to make it to work? Yeah. I I just man up and just take it slow and Fuck drive it. all the way in. Yep. You got that. You got that beast. If anybody hits you, it would be their damage. Yeah. <laughs> got the, the four wheel drives. Yep. You're immortal. <laughs> you ever notice people when they have four wheel drive, they just drive through like ice won't hurt them and stuff. I know there's I hate guys with the big old trucks, and they yeah. and they like drive through like super fast, but they don't yeah. put any weight in the back of them and they just end up sliding. No, I know I know the trunks all fishtailing and everything. Yeah, I just see most of those guys on the side of the road. Like, Dude, just calm, just just drive slow, man. That's all you gotta do. I know, just, so, just take it easy. Yeah, that's so, a four wheel work. Yeah, so I, I haven't really been doing anything outside. So I've been doing a lot of just sitting around watching Netflix. Netflix, huh? Yeah, I started watching that. Uh, this, it was like this documentary. Abduct, it's called Abducted in Plain Sight. Mm. The UFOs? No, but there's – It's. I don't want to say – I kind of want to say stuff, but I don't because then I'll ruin a lot of stuff. Okay. It's good. Like if you watch it, like the more the, the more you watch it, the, like every five minutes you're just like, what the fuck? What the fuck mm. is going on right now? So so it's like a series like like Bundy's was like four episodes. No, it's just thing? it's just one 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 like show, one like a episode. movie, like a movie documentary, basically. Okay, okay. And huh. it's just about these this girl that gets abducted by this guy. The guy could have been a cult leader if you really put his. Uh, oh God! So he just manipulates all these people, abducts this girl, and it's just crazy. You got you have to watch it. Well, now that my boy Drew hooked me up with Netflix, I might get to now. <laughs> Your borrowed Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm paying don't for it. Don't tell nobody. We don't want Netflix to hear this. <laughs> Sponsored by free Netflix. I know. I know. Sponsored by Quickstar. <laughs> I mean, now that I got it, I've been watching it. I've been watching Frontier. You know, Jason Momoa, the guy from like Aquaman. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he was in Stargate Atlantis. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's he's got a show on there. It's, it's I don't want to say it's like Deadwood, but it's kind of like that. It's the it's the era type show. Oh, like a, the old kind of westerns, but more. Uh, well, this is before western. Before this western. is like before. This is was still when the English, you know, these were the colonies and. Oh. You know, okay. It was. All, it's about the fur trading business. How oh, it was really, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of you know undercutting and trying to make uh, deals with the natives and mm-hmm. making enemies and you know it's, drama. It's interesting. Yeah, everywhere, yeah, you know, except it's not modern. Yes, so it's cool. I mean, it's 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 a pretty good show. Three seasons so far, but oh, it's got three seasons uh, already on there. Yeah, but each se- but each season's only five five or six episodes. Was it like for the BBC or something? No, um, it was with it was from Canada, Canada and Netflix, you mm. know, together. So it was filmed filmed in Canada. So it's a, these Canadian Canucks. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I think the BBC from like they have, like, this, their series always have like usually have like six episodes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. I no, was driving was... crazy because I'm like, ah, I, I know want more, and it was like... exactly. But they, they, but they put it on, but it's okay because some, you know, then you watch network TV, and so you know, you watch a season, and it's like 22 episodes. It's kind of like, fuck, like this is kind of long. <laughs> I don't know. It, well, it depends on this, on the, on the, the show. If it's a really good show, then I'm like, yeah, I want more. But it's kind of. I, hmm. I know, I know, but sometimes it's just. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's too much. much. <laughs> it's like fuck. Like, did we even need some of these filler episodes? You know. So anyway, it's 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 about five episodes a season. It's 
I, I like it. It's pretty good. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not hating on it. So, so you've been watching. It looks like you... Netflix has got some good stuff back. So, you know, like I said, I got rid of mine six months ago. So, so have you been watching it with your with your lady for um, New Year's or uh, Valentine's Day? Uh, <clears throat> no, uh, I nah. This is not. This is nothing to watch with anyone. <laughs> it's not romantic. <laughs> no fur trappings. That doesn't turn the no, ladies on. No, no, no. I mean, I mean one girlfriend meat. might like it, but the other girlfriend might not like it. So. Uh, you know, I, I don't know which girlfriend to have watch it with me, so I just don't I just don't watch it with any of them. <laughs> just, <figure fuck> it. <laughs> just a man show. Huh? Yeah, it's just a man show. It's for us men. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch uh, that uh that uh that big mouth. Big mouth. That's a cartoon you were saying, right? Yeah, there's like a the from Nick Kroll and Jason Manzuka's on there. I like Nick Kroll. Yeah, he's a funny guy. It's, it's pretty funny. They have like a, they put out like one Valentine's episode. Okay. So it was. It's, was it was it for the ladies? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> it was pretty funny, man. I was cracking up. Was it? Yeah. the The humor is like really dirty and just dark, and it's it's. So, I I think it's funny. So was it kind of on the level of like Rick and Morty type? Uh, not so sciencey. More like it's more like coming of age, like kids growing up, and just oh. you know when you learn all the. All the you're trying to learn about sex and you're just kind of everything's all awkward and sure and you know a lot of masturbation jokes a lot of okay stuff, you know stuff like that <laughs> it's pretty funny so if you get a chance you should watch it Big Mouth huh mm. Netflix yeah the animation's yeah. kind of weird looking but it's it's the is it kind of weird looking yeah the, the characters look oh they're like Simpsons ugly oh really. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the draw? What's the, the drawing part? Is just the draw is just that it's funny and like like dirty and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just if you like if you like Nick Kroll and his like his sense of humor, then it, it's it's really good. Okay, so, like we talked about before, I'm so ready for Rick and Morty to come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully someday, someday. Well, this year, right? It's supposed to. I don't know when it comes yeah, back. I'll be knows. happy, man. Though. I just got, just a quick story, like. Uh, you know, it's been like snowing, and a friend of mine from work, one of his, he's he he grew up in New York. Terrence, he grew up in New York, and uh, he he ended up moving over here like about 15, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. So he he's he's been over here. He lives over here by with his wife and his uh, two sons, and so he was he had his his grandfather came over. So he's been gone from New York for about about twenty five, thirty years. Okay, and yeah, and so um. I'm sorry. He grew up in New York for the first like 25 years, mm. and he's been over here for like the last 18. So okay. he hasn't been there for a while. Yeah, it's been a while. That's a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. So he 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 his his grandfather and his and his mother came and visited him, and they were hanging out. He was telling me last week they were hanging out on the couch, you know, and it was you know there was snowed in. There wasn't really a lot to do, mm-hmm. and his grand his grandpa like just you know old man just kind of passed out on the couch. Big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And he was sitting next to his grandpa's, and he was watching TV. And he said his grandpa woke up and looked at him. He was like, "Oh God, where am I?" Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terrence hadn't lived there for like eighteen years, nineteen years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he all freaked out, like <laughs> he didn't know, like, like where the fuck am I, New York? He was all freaking out. Taking some pretty good stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or he thought maybe he was dead. God damn, you know. Am I, <laughs> am I in hell? Yeah. I haven't woke up and seen your face here in like 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how like, ugly oh, we were. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I know, I know. I've always hated you and now you're back. No. No. <laughs> But he, he said he was laughing. He was like, shit, he had to calm his grandpa down. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> he was all freaked out. I know. Terrence, that was a good story, man. <laughs> 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 all right, so we just should get us some strange news? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see that. Okay, we're going to take a break. and we come back, we'll start our strange news. I'm our strange news.
I got this one here. Everybody likes drugs. Um, yeah. <laughs> police use cocaine disguised as Lunchables in Ohio. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> so, so, again, like we always have something that has to do with Florida. Two Ohio State Highway Patrol said two Florida men are facing charges after were found transporting more than four pounds of cocaine disguised as Lunchables. What? <laughs> Bolo- bologna cocaine? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I call it Coke so Yeah, <laughs> so they basically pulled them over. They found that they were carrying a 380 handgun, and so they searched the vehicle and they found the Lunchables. But when they <laughs> just decided to take a look at them, I'm like, hey, this doesn't look like no baloney. Uh. <laughs> so they pulled it out. There's all kinds of cocaine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, um, I mean, I guess it would have worked if they didn't get pulled over. Who knows if they were driving erratic or if they were just being really weird. That's such a weird thing to like hide it as. Though. Like, do they? I just imagine well, you know, like they kinda, put like the food. Kind of hide things in plain sight, right? I yeah, I, I guess I just imagine like 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 uh, they make the food look like the cocaine look like the food. I know, <laughs> so, I know. Like these cocaine no. crackers and like this <laughs> no. cocaine looking cheese. No, they just replaced the the contents with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> If they wanted to be like tricky, they could have like had some real lunch meat there and acted like they were snacking on it, right? <laughs> big old, <laughs> big old rum ham that's just like yeah, cocaine in the middle. I know. <laughs> Smokehouse ham and shit. <laughs> those, what are those? Summer, those winter sausage, whatever. <laughs> just eat some sausage, officer. You, you remember those big sausages, right? You get at Christmas. Oh yeah, like the so, like those little packages and stuff that you get. Yeah. Yeah. It was super big. I had a guy one time at work. We were eating lunch, and he brought one of those to lunch. <laughs> he had a big sausage. Just that? <laughs> just that. <laughs> and he just kept... <laughs> 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 he kept... He just kept cutting slices pieces off and just eating it, and he ate the whole thing. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. He, he died from a heart attack three days later. No, he's, he's still around, man. Oh, is he? he's, he's still around, yeah. 450. <laughs> He's on. He's, he's on that my six hundred pound life. Pound life, no, no. But yeah, I remember that he was at. He was all like, he all had like one arm around it, like he was trying to fend everybody off. Like, he's like, like a knife. Like, all don't like ask for any. Threatening people What's with that? a little knife when he before he cuts it. Yeah, he was all. He all. He like all. He wanted it all secret. He didn't want anyone to know he was eating it. Like, don't ask me for any. This is mine. Damn. Yeah, I know. Some good, some so, good, good sausage, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, these guys, these Lunchables. Well, I guess it was a good. <laughs> it's a way to go. It was a good try, but it didn't work. <laughs> I got a little story here for uh, Valentine's Day. All right. So, uh, well, police in the Towson University are asking the campus for help identifying a woman who they said has been roaming the grounds, asking students if they want to date her son. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to fuck my son? <laughs> you like what you see? So, any of you ladies want to fuck my son? So the potential matchmaker is in her, in her 50s and was wandering campus dressed in a multicolored scarf, jeans, and a long sleeve uh, striped shirt. She approached students in the Cook Library and Center of, and Center of Arts last week and showed them pictures of her son on her, from her cell phone, <laughs> asking them, would you date this guy? <laughs> That's pretty sad. <laughs> Was he like in a thong or something? Was I he like posing? I don't, I don't know about that, but um, that's so weird. I know. It, well, he, she did to the point where like she was annoying people. So after yeah, like, after complaints from students, police issued a <laughs> incident advisory to serve, um to to make sure that you know keep looking out for that keep woman. Look out for so her. the cops are oh, like, shit. it's not a criminal investigation, but they're just kind of looking no. out to see where she. Is. Yeah, just. just let her know she can't do that. Yeah, shit. if you have more information, don't be soliciting your son. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, that'd be embarrassing. Oh, having your that mom would be walk- bad. Oh. I, I'd hope I never do that. that. My mom never did that for me. You do that for your kid? <laughs> I know, I know. You guys date my son? You're all pimping him out. Twenty dollars. I know. I you like know, that? I you like this right here? You like this? I know. I know. Would you hit this? Would you hit this? <laughs> Wave with your right hand if you hit it, and your left hand if you yeah. swipe which way, so, whichever way you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty, that's pretty pathetic, and uh, I, I don't know. I hope, hopefully, the kid's not some ugly ass that he can't get a date. I just wonder if he knows about it. You know, like if I know <laughs> he's just yeah, like some dude like, like lazy... going to school there, and his mom, what's my mom yeah. doing here? <laughs> I know, mom. 
Hi, son. You need to make Find babies. <laughs> I know, I know. I want grandkids. I want grandkids it. right now. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they catch her and they stop her because that seems kind of creepy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it's not as weird. This next story is kind of I don't know if it's weird or odd. It's 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 a Walmart life. So, a couple in um in Walmart hold a wedding in the flower department, the place where they met. Oh, classy. So, yeah. So keep it on the Valentine's theme. Um. A Vermont couple who met while working at the local Walmart paid tribute to the history by holding their wedding ceremony at the store. So I guess they were, they both they met there at the flower department and it was love, and these people just like you know what this is the best place ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we met. I know. I know. We were cleaned up on aisle nine. My, I can wear my outfit here, <laughs> my Walmart outfit. <laughs> she got her vest on and. <laughs> I, know, I know that smock. What's that called? The smock. <laughs> So they, so they shared a special day with their friends, family, and coworkers. Um, he's gonna join the military, so he decided to get married before that. Again, I'm not sure why he didn't get married in a regular chapel or church or whatever. That seems really weird. Maybe, like, yeah. maybe it was just cheaper. It could have been. It could have been. Remember, it was not. It was not like in Born in East LA. Remember when they, <laughs> they called immigration. <laughs> They'd call the immigration on everybody, and the bus would come pick them up, and yeah, free lunches and everything. <laughs> I wonder, like oh after, like after the wedding, they all went to like the bakery department and had the cake there. I know. They all, they all had a the cake. reception was at the deli. I know. I know. I know. Coke for everybody. Lunchables with cocaine for everybody. <laughs> so, uh, I guess they do say they're, they're planning to hold a more traditional ceremony when he returns from training in the fall. So, but their initial wedding is at Walmart in the flower department. So. Oh. <laughs> well, that's pretty romantic. <laughs> it is. You know, we got to keep on Valentine's. Love right? is in the air. Love is in the air. Yeah, These women got to be romanticized, right? No <laughs> better way to get married than at Walmart. Nothing gets them more department. wet than Walmart. Yep. An Emory County man was charged Monday with marking his 66th birthday by attempting to hit other vehicles on the road, mooning drivers, and flipping off a cop. <laughs> so, Dennis Dane Butler attempted to hit three three trucks with his own vehicle on a dirt road just southeast of Moore. The vehicles had to swerve off the road to avoid hitting getting hit. Victims... <laughs> Victor said, "Don't <laughs> play chicken with them." I know he was. I guess he was driving all fucking erratic and crazy. So Victor yeah. said, "Butler tried to hit them and run them Ooh. off the road." And at one point, he even ran down like a stop, like a stop sign, and 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 then pulled out of the car and stole it. Oh shit! And then, so they also what said the hell that is this guy doing. <laughs> he was pretty. I don't. I think he was pretty fucking drunk. So they also said that at one point that the man took his pants down. Bent over, showing his bare ass to them. So he's basically mooning <laughs> after trying to run him down. Kiss this. <laughs> so while speaking to one of the drivers, an Emory uh, County Sheriff deputy noticed that the vehicle was coming towards him. Cause, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, so they called the cops out there. He was out there talking to the vict- one of the victims. And then the guy mm-hmm. comes barreling down at him. And the, the deputy oh, the damn. deputy turned the his overlights heads on, his patrol car. But the driver mm-hmm. just kept coming at him. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. He, the, he said that's the, not gonna deter me. He said, "I know." So the driver was traveling at about a fifty-eight miles per hour at that point. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! So the sheriff said, "As the vehicle got closer, I did not. It did not slow down. It was going to hit me head on. So I moved my vehicle mm. almost out of the way, off the road to the right, and the driver sped past me, holding his middle finger. Get the fuck out of my so way! He flipped off cop. the cop after he did that. <laughs> So the deputy <laughs> then chased Butler with <laughs> with speeds reaching close to 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So the ch- the the chase ended when Butler drove to his home and more parked, then ran into the shed. <laughs> so he chased him all the way home. <laughs> the cop couldn't catch him. <laughs> this dude's crazy. So then after several minutes, the deputy was able to talk Butler into peacefully surrendering. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's all flipping off the cop. I like that. I know. This guy's just like, he doesn't give a shit. Like, it was his birthday, I guess. He just turned 66, so he just wanted to go and have I a good time. I can do what I want. It's all moony it's cars and flip cops off and yeah. having a 
<laughs> Wild car chase. <laughs> That's so funny, though. He's just flipping him off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just imagine him like he's driving by all just with his fingers up, all just pointing right at him. <laughs> you, know, it's, you, know, that, you know what makes me laugh about that is uh, we're with a guy, Jeff, and his he was like on his way home. Like, like uh, it was... It was after work, so it was a lot of traffic, and he's you know he's trying to get home because he's trying to go to he's, him and his buddy are trying to go to a concert, uh-huh. and as on their way home, like traffic's really slow down this road. He's like, "What the fuck? Like, like this shouldn't be this slow." When they got around the corner, they noticed that there was a cop. He had pulled somebody over, but the cop had his door open. He left it swung open, uh-huh. so the cars had to go real slow to get around it. So it was a two lane road, mm. and so he it, it it slowed down traffic like like way down to yeah. a stop, you know. And his friend was so mad. And as they went by, his friend's like, the cop was like, you know, dealing with the lady in the car or whatever. Uh-huh. And he, as they went by, he's like, he yelled to the cop, shut your fucking door. <laughs> 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 and, they, and they took off. And about 10 minutes later, the cop caught up to them. Oh, shit. Did he really? He pulled them over. <laughs> yeah, he pulled them over. And he's like, don't you dare tell me to show me the door. Do you know who I am? Yeah, they were getting all chastised by the cop. <laughs> but, <laughs> the cop was like threatening to throw him in jail and all this shit. But the cop was in danger and everybody leaving his door all open. He was doing it for his own protection, you know. <clears throat> I, I don't know why. I'm not. But he just said that it, when he yelled that, it made me think of the guy like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even care. Yeah. Like, I don't respect but authority. He, yeah, exactly. But he was like so mad. Shut your fucking door. <laughs> so. Oh man! So they got him. Is he, everybody okay then? Everyone's all right, and nobody died. So, oh, but he had okay. a good birthday, that's I guess. Good, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's a good. That's a, that should be a Valentine story. Everybody, <laughs> everybody wins at the end. <clears throat> well, this next story is a little bit odd. Um, I, I'm sure you've ordered pizza before, right? You yeah. had delivery all all the time. All right. I'm sure you don't pay more than probably twenty or thirty dollars for it. Oh no. But this Houston family said they were charged more than $1,600 for a Domino's pizza order that should have been less than $20. How much? $1,600. <laughs> for a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> for one pizza. That was, yeah, that's for a big one tip. Pizza, yeah. That's a big tip. Yeah, it didn't, didn't come with a like a prostitute or anything. It just came with just a pizza. <laughs> a pizza and a blowjob? <laughs> no blowjob. Nope. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the family and possibly others were charged thousands of dollars for otherwise standard pizza orders. The, the pizza chain said wrong payment amounts were charged last Friday due to an error. So they're trying to fix it with the vendor and reimburse people. But uh, So did this to a lot of people then, huh? Yeah, it wasn't just one. It was a few other people. But who, who knows, like, how many other people probably didn't know. There's a lot of people that didn't look at their chat, you know, their statements. I mean, $1,600 is a lot to look at. Right, you'll you'll think, notice that. you th- think that most people would be like, they wouldn't even have that yeah, much what in their the bank fuck? account. That it would be like, it was just like, oh, we can't take the payment. Yeah, that would, yeah that would really hurt them. Um. So yeah, I, I guess I guess just in this area in Houston, this was happening at this Domino's location. So, uh-huh. so next time you order pizza, you better check your statement. I'm surprised like it, it even charged them that much, because you know like because usually they have limits. You know they don't let you pay that much. Yeah, you know I, it must like, have been like, like it must have been like further yeah like further up like like maybe in there where they withdraw the money from. Uh-huh. But it, it was it was in the Domino system that did it. It wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't like the people doing it. It was like some error that was happening. Oh man, that was there. Suck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot to lose. That's a special that's, that's a lot. Yeah, you better yeah you better take your time with it. <laughs> you just yeah, know. yeah, you better enjoy that pizza. <clears throat> you better cherish that pizza. But they also did it in 20, 2014 in a in in Newport, Wales. A man had been charged three hundred seven thousand dollars for a thirty dollar order. <laughs> <laughs> So, mm, pizza. So, so I know. I, I mean, I like pizza. Don't get me wrong. I ain't paying no grand for a pizza. Though, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. The, I don't got that type of money. Oh man, man. If I was paying that much, I wouldn't. I would probably throw stuff around like this lady here. I got. I got a story. So it's not mm. clear what sparked the meltdown inside this uh, quick check convenience store in Harrison Plaza. Uh, employees tried to confront a woman as she marched through the aisles and swept her arm down the aisle shelves, sending all of the <laughs> merchandise down. So she <laughs> took her arm and just like all the stuff on the floor, just fucking yeah. knocking it. And then before that, she was like grabbing—I guess she was grabbing packs of gum and candy and like just throwing them. Over. They had video of this of her just throwing them over her her shoulders. Just oh really? <laughs> yeah. And she 
She's just flinging them back there, just grabbing stuff, flinging it, and then knocking stuff down. And then she calmly strolled up to the cashier and waited in line to pay for a bottle of vitamin water and Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> and acted like nothing nope. happened. Wasn't me. Yeah, she, it was on the video. She just like goes up to there and she's like standing in line waiting. And, mm-hmm. and then like the guys are like, hey, you know, what the fuck you doing, you know? So, yeah. so after she got up to the counter and took out her card to pay, she apparently changed her mind and ditched all the items. She just dropped everything and then walked out of the store. And everyone's like, all these other guys are following her out of the store. I was like, hey, what, what the hell are you doing? And she just calmly walked into her car, black sedan, and then peeled off the mm-hmm. parking lot. And she nearly crashed into two cars going into the lanes. <laughs> oh, damn. Does this girl have those fucking drug lunchables too? I don't know, but they, they didn't catch her, so they're looking for her right now. Oh, what a, what a bitch! But man, it was good. It's like she just went in like nothing, and then just, just like fucking knocking shit over. Yeah, huh? and then just went to and waited in line like nothing happened until yeah. until like people Damn. started telling her shit, and then she just kind of walked out like nothing. Yeah, like oh my god, they noticed me doing that. Yeah, no, <laughs> not even that kind of reaction. Just kind of like like oh, I'm like like she didn't want the stuff and just walked out. Oh shit, she wasn't even embarrassed. No, huh? no, not at all. <laughs> Until she peeled out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll shut the floor I want. Yeah, I'm the boss of me. <laughs> I, used to, I, used to have, I used to work with a guy like that. He used to tell me that. Nobody Nobody's the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. Yeah. He's always like, <laughs> you don't owe me. Like, who the fuck says that? Yeah, you'd say that. That's like I'm a little the boss kid. That's what little kids yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like, at the time, he was like 49 or 52. He's like, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> I remember asking him one thing, like, hey, man, how do, you, how do you do this one thing? What, are you trying to run my job? You want to be the boss of me? <laughs> like, fuck, man. Damn. I know. pretty paranoid. Yeah. So, uh, damn, this lady sounds like a bitch. <laughs> Hopefully they catch her. I have too. Yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't run. They should flog people like that. Either. Just spank yeah. them to death. Yeah. Well, I got this last story here that might be a little bit. Uh, little, it's some good news. All right. So, a Canadian man, a Canadian man who had lost his fight to have his last name on his license plate, is being instead flaunting the unique surname in large letters on the back of his truck. His last name is Assman. <laughs> is that Kramer from Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Assman, forty-seven-year-old, has never been ashamed of his surname, which he pronounces Osman. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Dumas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he says, I love my last name. It could stir up a good conversation. So, so. At least he's, uh, so, he's, at least he's, like, he's uh, owning up to it. He's proud of it. Yeah, he's proud of it. So the, <clears throat> the Saskatchewan driver's licensing and vehicle registration had denied him his right to have his license plate with, you know, personalized ass plate. Mm-hmm. See, ass man. So he said, fuck it. I'm just going to put ass man on. There's a, big, there's a picture of it on the, in the back of his truck. <laughs> it's super big. <laughs> It's super huge. <laughs> yeah, let me, if you want, I can send you the leak right now. You can take a look. But he, he fucking has it up there. And so it's like, oh, shit. is it like a legal license or did he just may have something made on his own? No, he 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 wanted a personalized license plate. Oh, that thing's you know, huge. Like just a whole tailgate. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> Damn, that's. <laughs> he wants everyone to know that he's the ass man. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his real last name. That's his real last name, but it's pronounced Osman. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had some good somebody come in yesterday and their last name was Nut. Nuts? Yeah, nuts. <laughs> I was oh, hoping nuts. it was I was hoping his first name was Harry, but it wasn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> they called Mr. Harry Nuts. I know. So anyway, um this guy he's he decided, you know, if they're not going to give me the license plate because they, you know, they find it too offensive and they rejected his request to do it. You know, he said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to put it in the back." The back. <laughs> All big, yeah. the it's made huge it look like though. A license plate. That thing's huge, but that's good for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's proud to be an ass man. He's probably from a long line of asses. So, <laughs> so uh, good, good for him. I'm, I'm glad he, you know, he's like, you know what? If they're not going to give me the license plate, I'll just. It's my car. I can do this if I want. So, <laughs> and I bet if the cops, you know, if the cops ever pulled him over, and he all he has to do is say, "Hey, that's my last name," right? Well, they, I don't and, think they'd really pull him over for that. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm saying if somebody complained, right, or something, or 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying he has the right to put his name on there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. I'm surprised they didn't give it to him, though, because if it is his last name. Well, because it's it's offensive, though, right? They. <laughs> people... <laughs> so so instead of being a small license plate, it's super huge on his tailgate. Like Yeah, it's even so, better. Yeah. So, Everybody you know, they should have gave him the plate because now, now everyone's going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you, Asman, Osman, whatever you are. But uh, I'm glad you went out. I like it. I like it. I do, too. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get into uh, the main topic, which is Ellen, the Ellen Moore Lighthouse Mystery. Yep. All right. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll see you when we get there. Podcast, we discuss, you know, you know, a lot of people disappearing, towns, civilizations, but we never think of lighthouses, you know, because those are basically not maintained by people anymore. But you know, for many years, the lighthouses lit the way for over the the the, the treacherous seas mm-hmm. <clears throat> for men, you know, and and people who manned them like were basically isolated and it was hazardous conditions, but. It wouldn't be really surprising to know that maybe some of these lighthouses have some type of, you know, dark, mystique, mystery to them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. I, from what I remember, like, like, there's a lot of haunted, haunted Yeah, there's lighthouses. a lot of things that, exactly. Um, but a lot of times people don't really think about that, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't live by a lighthouse. You know, I mean, yeah, granted there are a lot, but. Yeah, unless you live you on, the coast on the coast. on the water. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's a lot of the, you know, a lot of fucking land in the middle. Nobody really deals with them but um so i'm going to talk about this one lighthouse in the scottish islands so these three lighthouse keepers um they maintain they maintain this one but they disappeared nobody knows why and it's been a mystery for a long time for over 100 years Mm -hmm. so december 26 1900 um on the flannan islands called the island moor in scotland um which is 65 miles off of Scotland's northwestern coast. So I'm going to give a little history about it. So the Flannan Islands take their name from the 7th century Irish preacher, the the saint, um, and he was a later a saint named St. Flannan. And he he inhabited the islands, you know, called the Island Moors. Mm-hmm. And <clears> on <throat> the Island Moor, which is the big island. And he had a following, you know, a Celtic following, and they built a church and a chapel there. But when the Celtic church kind of declined, you know, his congregation kind of, disbanded and they abandoned the area and they like they just like fuck it you know this place is too far out here and we're out of here mm-hmm. um so even before that he had went there it had been rumored that that area like there was local legends and lore about the about that island mm-hmm. so it was regarded like as a magical place um like with a certain aura surrounding it and though like those who like passed it in the ship or those who had even lived there could like you know could feel it you know they passed by they'd feel like that island was a little creepy yeah those who were on it felt like the island was creepy something was wrong so i guess that sheep herders were the only ones known to regularly visit the island and they referred to it as the other country and they believed it was populated by spirits or fairies or elves or other type of weird beings there hmm. and it was also ru- rumored that like giant birds lurked around the area <clears throat> So there was a lot of mystique to this place, a lot of fear. So the sheep herders and fishermen who visited islands were set to use, you know, special rituals to protect themselves from the, this magical island. Mm-hmm. And um, they used a special, like, dialect to communicate, you know, you know, do their chants and stuff just so they could get on, heard, and get off, right? So um, it was even said that, like, boats that approached too close to the shore were said to sometimes come you know come up on these rocks that like didn't do they weren't there before but they were like super jagged and it would mess up their boats or sometimes sink them mm-hmm. but the, the uh, allegedly these rocks would you know come out of seem to come out of nowhere if they got too close to the island you know it, it seemed safe until it wasn't mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was also believed that those who didn't follow those rules you know the chants and and using the you know the, the different type of uh, language mm-hmm. you know if they went onto the island they would never the um the little people 
would take them and and they would never return they'd fall victim to these spirits and and whatever elves and stuff like that so if you didn't respect the island you would you would doom to never come back so there was like that little, was the, there was like little creatures that would would take you away like elves you know you know elves um like i was saying dwarves mm. whatever were there yeah. you know whatever was supposed to inhabit it um they were the ones that would like basically take you away oh okay <clears throat> You know, the, the fairy folk, whatever, yeah, whatever was there. The hobbits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> so, and even like the sheep herders, like I said, they would go there, tend to the sheep. They would never spend the night there again because they felt like if it got dark, they would be doomed. So, <clears throat> this this place, like I said, ships would come by these little these islands. And sometimes crash into them. So they decided, you know, we need to build a lighthouse here. So in 1896, um, they started construction on the highest point of the of the island moor. So this was this this uh, lighthouse was 74 feet high, and it was reinforced had reinforced walls meant to withstand the severe winds and storms that the area was known for. Mm. So it took three years, but in 1899 it was done. And it was it was a good lighthouse. It was in a perfect spot. It would let ships know that, you know, hey, you know, watch out. You know, it was a good beacon for for the area, mm. and it and the light could be seen up to twenty five miles away. So it was it did its job. So again, the only people that lived there was these was the people that lived and maintained the lighthouse. And it was three guys. It was James Ducott, forty three year old. Donald MacArthur was forty, and Thomas Marshall was twenty eight. These guys had the, they had to maintain the lighthouse. They had to make sure the light was on. Um, just, just that was their job. Those three lived in isolation, and they had to just, just, just keep the place running. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. So they didn't have any type of radio contact or anything with anybody else. They just every once in a while supplies would come in. They had some, re- you know, routine, but that's basically all they did. And so for a year, everything was fine, no problems. You know, everything worked like clockwork. The job was impeccably done. No problems. So, um, the problem was that um, the three lighthouse keepers ended up disappearing, never to be seen again. And like I was saying before, even to this day, historians and anyone else who's looked into it don't really know why. So, on December 15, 1900, this is what happened. Captain Holman, aboard an American steamer called the Arctur, passed by the island more and noticed that the lighthouse wasn't on. Mm. So he sent out a telegram, you know, in, informing the mainland, the, which was, he was informing the Nor- Northern Lighthouse Board, which maintained that lighthouse, telling him, hey, man, you guys, you guys, this stuff's not working. So the it was really odd because the lighthouse was monitored by telescope from a nearby Lewis Island um, by a person named Roderick McKenzie. And he didn't notice that the lighthouse was out. But <clears throat> I guess at that time, there was some thick mists. It was kind of like showing up that, you know, when the guy, t- um, when when they when he radioed in, when um, Captain Holman radioed in, it didn't seem like there was any, it seemed like it was misty and dark. And so he's like, oh, that's weird. I didn't notice anything before, but right now it's, it's this new fog has come in. So they couldn't. Um, nobody could go to the island for like about a week because it was so like misty and, and, and foggy that they couldn't get there. So they waited about a week. And then on December 26, 1900, Captain James Harvey, um, aboard the ship called the Hesperus finally made his war to the island, made his way to the island more. He had supplies and thought, you know, let's go check out what's going on. So, um, they brought in a relief lighthouse keeper. His name was Joseph Moore. And he was going to go there to replace one of the guys. They thought maybe one of the guys needs a break or something. Let's give a reprieve. So they, they ventured to the island. And when they got there, they felt like something was wrong. So one of the things they noticed was wrong was the tiny dock, which should, should have had somebody there waiting, was empty. You know, they always had, there was always somebody there. Mm-hmm. Um, the relief flag that was supposed to be um, flying in the wind should have been, and it wasn't. And, they, so, and then even when they blew the ship's horn and they sent up flares, there was no response. So they thought that's weird, you know. Mm. Basically, it was basically like they were calling the island, and nobody was coming out to greet them. Mm-hmm. And so, as they waited there, after they on, on the on the boat, they were like, hmm, all they could hear was just you know, like the wind and the waves, 
And they're like, this is fucking creepy. So they thought, okay, you know. Joseph Moore decided, hey, I'm going to be working here. Let me go down and help investigate. So him and one other guy, only two of them went down to go investigate. So they rode ashore. And, you know, Joseph Moore said later in his report, he said that, you know, as they were making their way up the steps, he felt like some type of, like, odd, like, dread, you know, something was wrong. So he felt like turning around. You know, his spidey sense was on, was tingling. But he's like, nah, you know, let's keep going. Mm. So they noticed the front, the front gate was closed. And the light and the door, uh, the front door was firmly shut, but it wasn't locked. So I thought, okay, a little bit weird. So the door opened and they went inside and um, there was three oil skin coats that usually hang at the entryway. So when they made their way inside, the, when they made their way in, there was oil skins mm. coats and two of them were gone and one was there. So they didn't, they, they didn't know, they thought, okay, maybe somebody's out working or something. But also, the inside of the lighthouse was cold. There was no fire lit, so it was just damp and cold in there, which could get really cold. So it's like weird that they didn't have a fire going. Um, and they and each oil skin belonged to a certain person. So the oil skin remaining belonged to Donald MacArthur. So it was assumed that all three of the men had went outside, but it's what's weird is that Donald would have just went in his clothes without the oil skin jacket. Mm-hmm. So that was not only unheard of but it was also illegal because one of the northern lighthouse board rules was that one man must always remain inside the lighthouse so the question is where did he go why did he go outside and why didn't he take his jacket so another thing that was that they noticed was that the the clock on the wall was frozen and it wasn't working Hmm. and and what they also noticed was all the other clocks were also stopped and they weren't working either so they made their way into the kitchen and they found there was an uneaten meal on the table under another broken clock. And it looked like the meal was there, like like somebody had served it, like, all right, soup's up. Mm-hmm. But nobody came to get it. And the chair next to him, it looked overturned as if somebody had bolted up, you know, took off running. You know, you know, you take off maybe so fast mm-hmm. that you might knock over what you're sitting in. Um, that's, that's how that chair looked. It looked overturned like that. It didn't look like it had been... Like somebody had it in a fight or anything. It just looked like it was just overturned. Um, dishes in the sink were washed. Kitchen was nice and clean. Um, but they're like, okay, this is this is weird. But they decided, all right, let's keep looking. And the beds weren't touched. Um, the lamps had been cleaned and refilled with oil, but they had not been used. They had also found a canary that was in a cage, which was found starving and barely alive. And they never found the two missing oil skin coats. The lamp, the lighthouse lamp, was found to be in perfect working order, but it was just unlit. So they decided, okay, more in, in the companion, like, this shit's creepy. Let's let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. So uh, a subsequent party by the Hesperus crew turned them, you know, they, they did a bigger investigation. And they sent more guys instead of just two. And, um, again, no trace. Gone. So Captain Harvey sent a telegram to the Northern Lighthouse Board Headquarters in Edinburgh, which read, <clears throat> quote, A dreadful accident has happened at Flannan's. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall, and the occasional, have disappeared from the island. On our arrival there th- this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. Fired a rocket, but as no response was made, managed to land more, who went up to the station but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming on, we we could not wait to make something as to their fate. I have left more McDonald, Boymaster, and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Muirhead in case you have not you are not at home. I remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. Unquote. So basically he just gave them he told him what he found, and he was leaving some guys there, you know, to man the, the lighthouse. Because the lighthouse has to be on, right? Ships need that. Mm-hmm. So a few days later, they launched a, rep- um, <clears throat> a follow-up investigation was launched by the guy that he was sending it to, Robert Muirhead, who was in charge of the lighthouse board. And he, and he, went, th- he went in even deeper detail of things he found. So his investigation found a few things. Um, the life buoy was missing. Um, 
Ropes had, the presence of ropes spilled over the rocks at the bottom of the island's sheer cliffs, that the wooden box in which the ropes had been kept was missing, and that the iron railings around the landing area had been warped and twisted somehow, with the sizable, with the sizable chunk of rock having been dislodged from the cliff face to become a heap of rubble at the bottom. So it seemed like like their crane was carrying a box and it broke, mm-hmm. and that's what they found at the bottom. So they they deduced that you know that whatever the, the whatever was in the crane, whatever in the box broke, and they all went out to go get it or something. But um, that that's what I'm that's what they're that's what they're saying here. Mm-hmm. But they, they also found a, the log from the lighthouse, which also had some weird. Um, mysterious entries and on the 12th and one of them was on the 12th of december thomas marshall the second assistant wrote quote severe winds like of which i have never seen before in 20 years unquote so that was his log entry so what was eerily um what's eerie about that is that um the keeper james ducat had been sullen and quiet and the other keeper, William MacArthur, this guy was like a known to be like a brawler, a tough guy, yeah. a fighter, and all this, some badass. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was hopelessly crying when this was going on. Oh shit! Something must have been super scary then. Yeah, and then log entries on the 13th of December stated that the storm was still raging, and that all three men had been praying. So, one of the questions is: is why would all three of these light, experienced lighthouse keepers, who are safely in a brand new lighthouse, that was 150 feet above sea level. Be praying for a storm to stop. Hmm. Like, like what type? What type of storm was this? Right. The, I mean, and, and me thinking they should have been safe. I, I think you know th- th- this lighthouse is maintain is built to to withstand. Like I said, you know, gale force winds. Yeah. That's that's it's in a spot where they have to build it that way. So why would these guys have been scared? Hmm. And it, what's even more odd was there was no reported storms in that area on the 12th, 13th, and 14th of December. And in fact, the weather was calm, and the next storm didn't arrive until the 17th. So they're like the only ones that experienced this storm? Ex- exactly. So so everywhere around was like, no, there was no storm there. But their logs are saying, you know, that, you know, severe winds, like which I've never seen before. Uh-huh. Like I said, one guy was crying. The tough guy was crying. They were all praying. It didn't, to me, that doesn't make sense. So... One was further supported by the fact that the lighthouse had been perfectly visible from the neighboring Lewis Island on the days in question. There was no reports of particularly bad weather at the time or anything was amiss. So they were, it was being monitored. Remember this guy monitoring mm-hmm. it? He was saying at the time there was no storm. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching it. There's nothing. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so I get, and the, the fog I was talking about had rolled in after, like I had said. But the final log entry was scrawled. And it was a cryptic note which read, quote, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all, unquote. So the investigator that Robert Muirhead came to the conclusion that the men had been alerted to the crashing of the storage crate containing the ropes smashing upon the rocks during the storm. They'd gone out to repair the damage when a massive freak wave had washed them out to sea. So his evaluation was, you know, basically that, that that they went out there again, Mm -hmm. a, a wave got them all took them um i mean do you have any thoughts on like what so far about anything i've said what could have happened not really <laughs> i mean do you think do you think that they saw do you think they might have seen something or hey, it seems like it's weird because it's all three of them right yes so it seems weird that they all three of them saw the same thing you know but there there is mm-hmm. there Experience. is cases where you know people get like you you you, you get so hyped up with stuff that everybody mm-hmm. thinks they see things like when people see like the people like crowds see like the Virgin Mary or whatever and people are all sure, coming in sure. and like yeah the Virgin Mary's up there and like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you get all these crowds of people seeing it but other people are like no, there's nothing up there you know sure it could be that they just you know we're kind of delusional it could have been it could have been there too smoking long some Chiba up there They're good it could have been bad cocaine <laughs> so some mushrooms up so there. Yeah, the shrooms they had were too potent. Um, so again, like you know, since only two of the water skin oils, the waterproof oil skins were missing, why would why would one guy go out without one in the frigid, stormy conditions without his? That, that's a question that people kind of ask. Mm-hmm. Like, like you should have at least had a jacket on. Like those conditions are not, you know, favorable to be without one. 
Um, let's see. That reminds me of that other story with those hitchhikers. Well, not hitchhikers, but the, those hikers were in the tent. Mm. And then, you remember, they, they were out naked with the, in zero-degree weather? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. The, the Those Russians? Yeah. That's what it kind of reminds yeah. me of. Except that one was weird because remember, like, the radiation and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit different. Um. <clears throat> yeah, but th- that was that was the thing that, they, you know, people question. It's like, why would all three of them go out? There's always supposed to be one guy in there, right? Mm-hmm. If something happens to the other two, one guy has to be able to say, you know, tell, you know, call for help. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So there was another thing they were also, like, questioning was, like, they never found any bodies washed ashore or or anything like that, like any clothing, anything like that for the matter. Nothing in the water ever showed that they had ever been washed out. Um, and of course the weather conditions, you know, everything around there says, no, it was calm. There was no storm. And they, they were like, these keepers were acting at a character, you know, like, like, and like, you know, the guy crying, mm-hmm. like that guy was, like I said, he was supposed to be some Popeye some tough guy. Yeah. yeah. And he was all freaking out. Um, not so tough and, now. Uh, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you got to say now, punk? <laughs> um, and of course, the last log entry, you know, stating that the storm was over and that everything was calm. So if everything was good, what happened to him? Yeah. Right. I mean, if if all was well. So here here comes the weird shit. Okay. Here comes some of the theories. Okay. Um, common theory is that the trio had gone out to the storm, and despite none being reported, but they were swept away by a sudden wave. Right. That's that's possible. Yeah. Um. Another is that one of the men had slipped while trying to retrieve the landing crate, and the other two had desperately gone out to try and save him. And they might have slipped off too, right? It wasn't a wave. They just slipped off the, the cliff. Yeah, it's an accident. Yep. Um, the only weird thing about that one is that if that was the case, and if the other two were in such a hurry, why was the front gate closed and the door firmly shut? You know, if it's an emergency... You know, if something happens, you know, to your wife outside and she's calling for you, you're gonna bolt up running. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're take not gonna the time shut to like. You're gonna shut doors. Like I'm gonna lock this up and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they're, that's what they're saying is like, why were these things firmly shut? It didn't seem like anybody was in a hurry to get anywhere. Um. And then, like again, the remaining oil skin. Why was the guy not wearing? That's always a big question. Why was the guy not wearing one? It would be different if they were all missing. Mm-hmm. Then they could be like, yeah, they probably all. Swept out. That that's cool. But again, with with the weather so severe and so bad as they claim, why was one of them not wearing his oil skin? Mm. So, so others speculate that uh, the three lighthouse keepers either intentionally left the island to escape this shitty life of solitude, mm-hmm. or maybe they were kidnapped by someone. Right? Oh, yeah, maybe there was a dis- yeah. Somebody might have yeah taken over it. Maybe. Exactly. Somebody might have fucking killed them, and some ship might have came up, killed them, and left. Who knows? Some pirates? pirates. I don't know. Um, I'm captain now. Could have been I'm di- the captain now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There could have been some sort of disagreement between the men, which led to some, you know, violence. Um, maybe one of them went stir-crazy, you know, being cooped up on there, and he murdered the colleagues in some type of insanity. I mean, those all could have also happened. Mm. But then again... Those don't make any sense compared to the next ones. Aliens, sea monsters, giant squids, government <laughs> <Sea> plots. monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, even some people have even said uh, interdimensional portals opening up and and swallowing them up, putting them in another you know Rick and, another dimension. Rick and Morty. Exactly, exactly. Rick and Morty has, has taught us well. <laughs> um. And also, like I said before, the the island's legendary supernatural inhabitants may have had something to do with it, right? The people who believe in that stuff, who live around there, who, you know, it's their type of, you know, beliefs. They think that could have happened. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but after all this, you know, after the disappearance, you know, other lighthouse keepers, you know, worked there. And... The only things that they have noticed that they ever said happening was they reported hearing strange voices or whispering in the wind. And sometimes they would hear the, the people's names like being yelled out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, these are rumored, you know, to have happened. 
And there's even been reports and sightings of the islands. Remember those giant birds I was talking about? Yeah. They said that people have also said that every once in a while they, they have seen them diving in and about, um, you know, wherever they wherever they stay and wherever they come from, they, they show up and they dive down and they get something and they take off. So maybe these birds had something to do with it. Big old condors. Yeah, something. Um, but in the 1970s, the lighthouse became fully automated. So they didn't need people there anymore. So now the island's just kind of secluded, you know. I'm sure a boat will show up every once in a while to make sure the lighthouse works, you know, keep maintenance mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But there's no more need for anybody to be there full time. But I, I just I just find it a little strikingly weird, you know, some of the things. I think I think the gate being locked, the door shut, you know, that's a little bit weird if you got if your buddy's hanging from a cliff calling for help and you you know, you don't, you know, that that may, might be a reason why you didn't take an oil skin. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you didn't take an oil skin, you wouldn't shut the door. Yeah. You know, you're either going to do all or probably one or, or none, you know. But I, I just I just found this a little bit odd because I never, I'd never heard of this place before, before, before I looked this up. And I never really thought much. You know, I, I see lighthouses and I like the way they look. I like, you know, some a lot of pictures with lighthouses look pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And I live by the water, and there's a lighthouse by where I live, but it's it's not a big one. It's not something like this, and it's more of like a you know natural. Uh, <clears throat> it's like a treasure now. Mm-hmm. You know, people can go there and visit there, but you can't really go in there, and it doesn't really you know they don't use it for its light anymore. But I I don't know. I just I never really heard of this, and and it's weird that these little islands that are like this that are just secluded off of Scotland. That they have all these stories about it. That the people, like I said, that live around there, they really believe this. And I don't know. I, I was talking with my daughter about it, and I was thinking like the interdimensional thing. I was telling her about it. She was like, "Oh yeah, that that could be," because she's really into what I talk about on here. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, "Yeah, this is, sounds really good." I, I the portal thing. I'm thinking about doing a show about portals. Cause sometimes I've read about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's been people that have have said to like disappeared into them, never be found again. But I don't know. Twilight Zone. I'm, yeah, exactly. It's basically Twilight Zone Part Two. But, Isn't that coming back on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, they're making a new series. I'll probably check it out. Uh, Do we know who's hosting it? Uh, uh one of the guys from uh, Key and Peele. Oh, oh, okay. So the guy, I think it's the guy oh, who did um. Get out. Get out. Okay. All right. I don't know if he, I don't I'll know if he's director, out. but I, know, I thought I saw that he was hosting it. Hmm. Maybe he's just like I'll just do the easy part. I'll just fucking host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm directing shit. But I, I'm kind of sure that he was doing. He's doing more than just that, though. No, he probably is. Who knows? Maybe he'll do like the first episode or something, or or you know, sporadic episodes. But that's cool. I, I always like that show. Yeah, I, I, I watched a couple good. the other day. Some of them were really good. Yeah, some were really good. Some of them yeah, are are okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, just like oh yeah. It, they, you know the one that doesn't get a lot, a lot of justice is like Alfred Hitchcock. You remember the his shows? Yeah, I remember. I can't remember those. Yeah, I still like those when we were a kid. Remember we'd be at grandma's. And yeah, I remember watching those. Remember they had cable and we'd I'd watch it like on USA. USA up all night. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those shows. <laughs> Oh, good old Ronda Shear. <laughs> a blonde, buxy, blonde, beautiful, big. No, anyway. anyway. Uh, that's all I got. I don't know if you have any theories on this. Do you think they, they all went psycho and killed each other? Uh, you think it was all in their heads that they were experiencing the same thing, but it all crazy It just together? sounds like they just were all like a huge mushroom. <laughs> yeah, they, they all took something. Yeah, they all took something. They're all just like bad mushrooms just running around like crazy people. And then they're like falling off, falling off edges and stuff and dying. Yeah, but hmm. who knows? It could yeah, be supernatural. It could be, man. It could be. It could be a, a squid, a giant squid. That, <laughs> you know those octopus and squid, or like squids, like they can like open up like a cork bottle. Right? <laughs> you know they could they could probably just get in, reach inside that lighthouse and just yeah, get everything. Just take over the place. Yeah, it could be like nothing to them. I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but I have no That's idea. Why it's a mystery. I, I think I think they went crazy. I think they could have went crazy. That's that would be my I thing. Think, With drugs. I, I, well, I mean, they they've done like um, some people can't handle being isolated more than others, right? 
Yeah, it's kind of... And you'll go, you'll go crazy. Some people will go crazy, like... Remember, what's his name on... Uh, on I was going to say, like, uh, The Shining. <clears throat> yeah, he went nuts. So I could see I could see that happening, and just all of them just... Yeah, just, just him and his wife and his son. crazy and paranoid, just taking each other out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and blaming it on... Yeah, there was a storm. I don't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. Must have been the... I was going to... I was gonna say what's it called uh, with Tom Hanks? Remember? Uh, oh, with the Wilson. The little with well, yeah, he needed Wilson, man. <laughs> he would have went crazy. Wilson. Well, he was gonna kill himself. Remember? Yeah, I think at one point, man, I haven't seen that movie forever. Yeah, he, yeah, he was gonna commit suicide. Then he decided he wanted to live. Wilson brought him back. Yeah, fucking Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. <laughs> then you left him. <laughs> Castaway. That was the movie. Castaway. That's all I got. All right. So coming to the end of the show then. So everyone have a good morning, evening, or night, and we'll see you next week. Until then, stay strange. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. And please give us a good rating. If you want to share a story or have ideas for a future episode, you're welcome to visit us at www.thestrangepodcast.com. We look forward to hearing from you.